Jeremy, who uh, helped the likes of Grant Cardone, TV personalities, mega brands, etc., grow their following, whether it's, you know, spending 70 grand to go buy mass distribution on social accounts or working with Grant to set up very complex uh, remarketing on my channel funnels for leads coming in based on contextual stuff they've consumed. Uh, having a lot of fun doing that. Decided to quit after being 13 months there to launch his own uh, own agency, Megalodon Marketing. Now, obviously, bring on clients to do these same kinds of services. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This database... I keep it to myself, it's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. This is episode 772. Coming up tomorrow morning, I ask, can this $1 million monthly recurring revenue company grow into a $10 million post-money valuation? We'll talk about it with Mariana IQ. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jeremy Haynes. If you haven't heard of him, you're going to get to know him, obviously, today. But his company is called Megalodon Marketing. He's building all kinds of personal brands for celebrities and entrepreneurs alike. Jeremy, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's go, brother. Okay. Yeah, so here's the risk with this kind of interview. A lot of people tune out info marketers and these people that, like, build their whole business on the back of 100% affiliate commissions. And it's like a scammy world and all that. Why should people, you know, you brand yourself as kind of a digital agency, but I think you're probably a little different. Why should people listen to this whole thing what are you doing how are you building a real business yeah real results in real life so unlike other people that are just out there saying things and teaching people things that they don't actually do i have real life experience driving tens of millions of dollars in information products for personality brands entrepreneurs people that you actually know and follow and i'm the person on the back end doing it all so what we're about to cover today will be really actionable advice on top of a little bit of a background about me so you'll actually get something out of a podcast like this unlike other things you might listen to on the internet is there one you can talk about is there a customer you can talk about yeah, specifically. Um, yeah, tell, tell us about it. Let me use let me use the most recent example. So there's this guy named Armando Montalongo. He's a guy out of um, San Antonio, Texas. And in 06 to 09, he had a TV show called Flip This House on A&E. And so I brand myself as the largest go-to personality branding digital agency. I came from working with Grant Cardone for 13 months. I progressed to working with other large-level personality brands like Grant. Come you know, 16 months later, into my 17 months at this point running my agency, Armando and I meet up. And this guy explains to me that having this TV show in 06 to 09 enabled him to build a $200 million yearly business. Which was what? in 2017, which is, um, he calls it the flip this house brand or Mondo Montalongo live. He has a few other brands underneath that. But like what's the website we would go to, to like see the main one of those brands. If my audience wanted to reverse engineer. ArmandoLive.com, and okay. then let me tell you his lead flow as well. So on social media, for example, here's here's the thing, and I'm, I'm explaining the background here. So $200 million a year, not a dime of it comes in digitally. 
not a dime, not one penny came in from online revenue. All of it came in from them making calls to people, just like a grant's office before I came in, selling people on the phone on a $1,000 ticket, getting them into an event, upselling them on a $12,000 to $40,000 upsell. They have 22,000 customers between 06 and 09 in 2017 today, and a majority of those customers have an average transaction value, specifically 8,000 of the 22,000 customers, have a transaction value of $20,000 or more. Over what period of time? That's the initial card checkout or over the first 12 months? So this is this is over the course of about six months or specifically to the point where somebody goes to the event, watches the event, and then purchases this thing where they get like a mentor or support coach for like flipping houses in person. Got it. So but that story, first sale is just a thousand, it's an event ticket. Thousand bucks, get them into an event. And they used to have a freebie model, like, like some of the traditional people we know in the event space that drive as many seats, as many people into seats as they possibly can to then upsell while they're there. He was selling a thousand dollar ticket still filling a ton of seats because he had the credibility and the foundation to, and it would upsell them a ton inside of the actual event. So how did you help him? So check this out. So this guy's explaining this to me, and in my head, I'm, I'm 23 at this point, and I've, once again, built, sold, and helped grow the largest level personality brands in the market. So in my mind, I'm like, you don't have a dime coming in in digital revenue? This is 2017. Like, you're not doing Facebook ads? He's like, no. I'm like, you're not doing boosting posts? He's like, no. I'm like, you're not doing click funnels or lead pages? He's like, no. I'm like, like, what do you have? He's like, he's like, come into my business. He paid me to come into his business. I How much did he pay you? He paid me five grand per day to come in for three days in total in San Antonio. So I come in, I sit down in his business, and the guy goes top to bottom, 70 people in his business, ends up firing about 30 of them after the point of uh, you know me coming in and doing my assessment. He had, a, he had a business built for traditional media, traditional media buys, TV, billboards, things like that. None of them were equipped for digital. None of them had any idea about marketing automation ads inside of his marketing team that he had. And he had a massive sales team, like I said, making sales calls, big video production crew, all this stuff. So anyway, I came into this guy. I just assess it, and somebody like me who can who has the experience and actually has real life results, I just immediately see what I can do. I immediately see the simple things that we can implement that he's just not doing that are going to get him massive results. We started crushing. In the first month, we did six figures in, in a launch. After he spent about five figures or so, about mid range five figures to even like commence in a deal with us and pay out partners and all that fun stuff. Anyway, more of the story is he got a two to one return in the first month, and then now he's on pace in the second month to do seven figures in digital revenue, all from just starting it up and doing and, it. And so, so what what like does that. he pay you past? the initial 15 grand for three days. Yes, there's three different deals that we started up. And when I originally came in and I closed them, and I'm under NDA with them, so I can't I can't disclose this specific deal size, but it was a it was a low range six figure number is what we pay monthly, what we get paid monthly. However, I pay out about 75% of the deal, which ends up being about 70K to 85K if that tells you where the deal might be, in order to pay out partners who are doing uh, social media blasts, PR deals, getting on home pages and things like that. Really give give me an example of that. Give, give, give me someone who is doing a social media blast. Name name them. What what and how you pay them? Uh, Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez, at Big Mike, for example. These three people are people who are using Dan Fleischman, the youngest founder of a publicly traded company in history, and Brandon Hampton, the number one social media influencer on Forbes. Uh, Brandon gets that title from back in the day, for example, on Twitter when Kendall Jenner had 400K followers. Brandon Hampton had 100,000 followers. He owns accounts that own 33 million followers across all these different channels and networks. So moral of the story is those two together have a partnership deal for a company called Elevator Studios. People like Grant, Ty, Big Mike, like all these other brands, like specifically companies as well, Fit Tea, um, Sugar Bear Hair, all the big social media brands typically go through Brandon and Dan, and they're paying for 50 accounts 
to post to 100 million people for 25K. So it's a 25K investment for a 48 hour service. However, if you're a marketer, you'll know that typical stats compound through time. Like when you do Facebook ads or Google ads or YouTube ads, we do influencer marketing at that level. It's like you get a mega spike and then it just goes right back down. However, your followers through time will give you the compound effect as far as results. But for like Armando, so let's say he's paying you low six figures per month. You're then paying, call it 70, 80K of that out to partners like this elevator network, which the Pam 25 grand to go out to about 100 million users. But Armando's real estate, right? Yeah. So like, why would he want exposure on a Twitter account called Sugar Bear Hair or whatever it was? Yeah, absolutely. It wouldn't be that at all, actually. It'd be on Instagram, which is the most emotionally cared for platform out of all the social medias, which is where, keep in mind, on social media, 53% of the attention goes to that on the internet in a day, which is where you and I will realistically distribute this podcast, right? Social media is powerful, and it's the most powerful medium. Even if it's an account that seems like it has no relevancy to you, it realistically doesn't. It's a numbers game at that point. If you're reaching 100 million people, you're not getting 100 million people that are ideal customers. Absolutely not. There's not 100 million people in the world that are realistic. But what I'm asking, though, is do you do any work to try and target that audience? It's like if you have an account called Lifehack, for example, and you get 60,000 views in an hour and 2% of that 60,000 in an hour once again, and you're getting the post for 24 hours, goes right to your page and buys a product, that's significant comparatively. But yes, there are individual niche accounts, for example. You don't have to spend 25K to go like as wide as that. I do more targeted stuff on lower levels. Brandon and Dan do 25K minimums. On Armando's stuff, for example, I might test doing an entrepreneur bracket where there's, I believe, 32 accounts with like 45 million or so followers across them, if my numbers are right. And those are people like Millionaire Mentor, the success accounts, everybody posting the success images or just things like that in that category. And there's different like niches within that success motivational category as well so we post on those we try to find ideal people we try to also um, reverse engineer people who are already doing it successfully since people were essentially already taking his market share like clever investor anybody else who's on the internet promoting flipping houses bigger pockets seeding with it you can go on and you can actually use tools like turbo ad finder on facebook and just literally scroll through facebook full of ads or use one of the other tools that's just a giant ad library now and just reverse engineer people's stuff um give those links again that's valuable turbo what yeah, so there's this tool. Um, I can I can shoot the link after this. You can okay, great. Maybe we'll say like it's in the description or something. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah. So imagine you're on Facebook on your laptop or desktop, specifically using Google Chrome. There's a Chrome a Chrome tool where you click on this little thing in your toolbar and you just turn on the toggle switch, and all of a sudden Facebook your feed wipes out all the normal posts and only shows ads. And so the whole the whole news feed is just ads. And so you can find ones week, and then reverse engineer basically their their funnel. For whatever you're specifically getting targeted, since obviously you're you're susceptible to that. And then secondary to that, there's another tool. I don't know the name of this one off the top of my head, but however, same thing. I'll give you the link for it, so it'll be in the description. This tool is just a giant ad library. So somebody was able to through the Facebook API pull all of the ads out of the market, put them into a database where people can go in and search all the different people advertising, all the different niches, all the different keywords, and it pulls up every ad that's relative to that. Got this it. Week, Okay, let's shift. So that that was a really helpful example with Armando. Let's shift now to Grant, because I think probably a lot of my audience will know kind of Grant and some of the other names you said. So what did you do for Grant? So Grant Cardone, number one sales trainer in the world. I came into his business as a temp, as an email marketing manager. Measured by what? How do you guys measure when you say like number one? Uh, Measured by what? That's what Grant Grant claims himself to be. So I'm just using the tagline for what Grant says. So it's like Google, whatever search engine they call themselves. Same thing, just referencing a tool. So people who don't know do have relevancy to who he is. However, I came into his business 
business's email marketing manager hired with the task to train his 25 salespeople on Infusionsoft, which is an email marketing manager and a CRM database solution, because they didn't know how to use it. They had 150,000 people. I was meant to send emails, create marketing automation, train their people on, on how to use the tool. I ended up becoming a digital marketing specialist, working for from 13 months. Um, in about month six, we started cracking a million dollars a month in digital revenue, and I was the advertiser. So I don't, I don't claim sole credit for driving Grant millions of dollars, but I do claim credit for being the person who was creating the ads, telling Grant what to say on landing page videos when necessary, or ad videos, or going in and once again, training every component of his entire team, not just the sales team, but all components of the team, doing the marketing automation, and um, just once again, overall expanding his brand, and who knows him, how they knew him, and more importantly, how they were converting with him. He had 160 different SKUs, so I'm, in, I'm inside of his business just getting to the point where I'm elevating myself as a marketer, elevating my skill, getting thrown into the entrepreneur gauntlet and training a team of elite people at the same time. And so how did he pay you for the, all this? Oh, it was cool. I got paid on a flat rate of when I started 50K a year and then I ended up getting paid 60K a year, but we had this thing. Just paid like monthly, like an employee? Yeah, and it, yeah. Wasn't called, it wasn't called a commission, it was called a bonus. And uh, this was cool. So when I first walked in, uh, I wasn't told this until after month three, where I officially became like an employee, you know? So anyway, I'm hired in officially, and they tell me that the team of nine people at the time that was in this creative unit, two graphic designers, a web developer, two videographers, a copywriter, a social media guy, and um, myself as the email marketing manager and digital marketer, we would receive a 10% split of net revenue that was driven through digital sales split between us. Nobody was doing anything about that when I first walked in. So I came into this room full of, no offense to anybody in Grant's team, a room full of kind of nerds, to be honest with you. Like they weren't motivated about money. I was walking into the sales team every day, keep in mind. So that's how I had this comparable of people just aggressively trying to get money, you know, like grants, like mini grants. And then they're walking this room full of people just on computers, like not talking that much or making internet jokes and stuff like that. So I was like, guys, you affect my paycheck. Like, Let's all make more money. And I said, if we get an opportunity to make 10% of what we can make this guy, and we're not doing anything that relates to ads. And that's what started my mindset of like, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, you're not doing so, this, you're not doing so this. So Jeremy, what are the top three things that you did at in Grant's organization to grow to a million dollars per month in, in, in top line sales? Things that are not, don't say like Facebook ads, like the weird things that you did. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I created an omnipresent advertising model through marketing automation. Where what does that mean? A, so as soon as a lead would come in, through wherever they would come in. So let's let's categorize this real quick. Let's say Grant has the 10X rule, okay? Thinking big. Then he has millions on the phone, phone sales. Then he has Cardone on demand, automotive. Three completely different categories, correct? Three completely different mindsets and three completely different buyers, correct? You would market to these three, three people completely differently in and out of its own. However, most marketers, keep in mind I had 160 different SKUs, don't take the time to identify how they can contextually create an advertising model for somebody based on what they're actually interested in from content that they've watched and most marketers don't take the time to then slam people on the internet on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, every single advertising channel that you can get in front of somebody on with a contextual message based on what they showed interest in is the omnipresent advertising model. It means you're surrounding somebody on all digital friends with a message that you specifically want them to see based on interest that they've shown through behaviors or watching content to then tell them to go take the action that they did not take. So I created an enormous retargeting model that expanded across so, all Jeremy, give me a real example this is this all sounds really good but give me a real example of grant so like let's focus on the 10x rule for a second yeah. tell me about a real lead a real example of how that would work with that that skew perfect okay so let's say you know for example because we wouldn't just have one lead form we might have 10 lead forms at one time that are all related to the 10x category 
And where are those lead forms hosted? Uh, they might be hosted on ClickFunnels. They might be hosted on WordPress. They might be hosted inside of lead pages. Sorry, where do they show up? Do they show up on Grant's website, on publishers that you have deals with, yeah. in the Instagram bio of an influencer? Com forward slash, and whatever, we'd make the URL. Now, the way that we get traffic to these lead pages, we'd either do few things. Email marketing, we would do ads on our own network because we own grantcardonetv.com, which we could advertise on grantcardone.com. We would put the little side ads instead of Google display ads to drive traffic to all these different lead offers. And we'd also just run flat out ads to our entire database at one time of between 150,000 and 453,000, depending on the time I was there, to go and take action on these different leads. So let's say, let's just simplify it. Let's say they're all hosted in ClickFunnels because they all end up going to the same place, which is Infusionsoft. If you're, under, if you're familiar with Infusionsoft, the way that it works is, is a web form is filled out, at which point you immediately initiate marketing automation and you tell Infusionsoft what you want to have happen. So there's this tool called Plus This. So plusthis.com is an Infusionsoft extension created by Infusionsoft developers for everything Infusionsoft doesn't do. So with Plus This, you can connect Facebook to it and you connect an Infusionsoft account and it generates this thing called an HTTP post. So check this out. As soon as a lead would fill out a form inside of wherever the 10 forms are, they would all go to that whatever campaign. The first step in the marketing automation sequence would be an HTTP post pushing the person's data to an audience that I wanted them in inside of Facebook. Now, as soon as they're inside of that audience, that audience is connected to whatever ads I want them to see via the ad set targeting. Now, at this point in marketing automation, you have to understand that your sequence, whatever happens inside of there happens. So now they might receive emails, a salesperson might receive a notification to call them, whatever I want to have happen happens. However, let's say that I want everybody, everybody in those 10 forms, let's say we're doing a webinar, for example, like I'm giving you practical data here that actually happened. We're doing like the 10X, um, I think it was like the 10X seminar, or the 10X live event, or I'm sorry, 10X Your Life is what it's called. So in the 10X Your Life broadcast, we would actually take all of those 10 forms and then we would tell them to go get the 10X live. Now, as soon as they would get it, and as soon as they would invest, we would then market to them with something else. How would you do that in real time across all frontiers? You would do that plus this by using marketing automation. So as soon as they take an action, so it's like fill out the form, go through this sequence, as soon as they buy the product, move them out of that sequence, then move them into this sequence, and that sequence there has another HTTP post, this is what plus this can do. Pulls them out of one Facebook audience and now puts them into the next one. Once again, that's all relevant to an action that they took in real time. That's the important part about this because marketing automation is real yeah, time. Yeah, so Jeremy, someone listening to this right now, I guarantee you what they're going to be thinking is with 150 SKUs, right? I have one SKU and I can't execute yeah. this. So how the hell, Grant has more resources than me. I can't do this. It's too, it's too complex, right? Yeah. So is that the answer? Is that really true? Everyone can't do what Grant does because they don't have the resources to build these complex systems. Not necessarily because I mean, I what's really, I'm asking for a shortcut, which rarely exists. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said. I will I will fully disclose not to create some kind of shortcut or, or like lower expectations. Grant had 50 plus employees, 25 people making calls. He had graphic designers, copywriters, web developers, graphic, somebody like me who spent hours, hours a day, just only freaking out and focusing all my attention on that one thing to figure stuff out like this, right? But that's the cool part about life is, is after people like me freak out and figure it out, we create things where you can go in and actually do it. I wouldn't tell you once again, unless you want to spend hours, like, I mean, days just going absolute hammer time on marketing automation. Don't do it, but you can. It's simple. 
simple stuff, click funnels, for example, you have actionetics, you can learn from people like Russell Brunson. You can also just go on upwork.com if you're a real entrepreneur and you want to work on your business and not in your business, hire somebody else to do it who's like me out there, who will work for you for dirt cheap and will do it at the same quality as what I would, but you can find them through things like Upwork. So Jeremy, we're, we're running out of time here, so I want to get close to wrapping up. Are you still working with Grant? And if not, why? Why'd you stop? Um, no, so after month 13, which is when I quit, I quit. I mean, I did actually propose the day I left to the COO. I said, I'm starting up an agency and I'd love to work with you guys. My first client, <laughs> they actually laughed at me. Grant actually followed that up with going on Cardone Zone and then saying that I'd publicly fail in four months. However, I just saw Grant for the first time since I quit in person. I talked to him on the phone several times, but I saw him for the first time in person just uh, under a month ago, sometime in, in June. And you know, the first thing I did, I just gave him a big hug. I individually hugged each person when I left. I mean, it was, it was okay, hard so so you, so you quit. Why did you do quit? Was it a was it a not a healthy ecosystem? You didn't enjoy it. I mean, what was it? Four. I had four failed businesses up to that point. I was an entrepreneur. I wanted to start a business. Grant gave me got the it. and showed me everything I need. But at the end of the day, I don't want to build other people's dreams. I want to build my own. I want to help more people. I have my own personal passions, and um, you know you can't do that working for people. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Good stuff, Jeremy. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. These are one word answers. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, 48 Laws of Power. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Yeah, Elon Musk. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Um, yeah, I like SpyFu, and then I also like uh, Infusionsoft, ClickFunnels, and a bunch of stuff, Stripe. <laughs> Num number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Five. And uh, what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, girlfriend, uh, not married yet, no kids. Okay, no kids, and how old are you? 23. All right, last question. Take us back three years. What do you wish your 23 or what do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, speed is power, but power is nothing without control. There you have it, guys. Speed is power. Power is nothing without control with Jeremy, who uh, helped the likes of Grant Cardone, TV personalities, mega brands, etc. grow their following, whether it's, you know, spending 70 grand to go buy mass distribution on social accounts or working with Grant to set up very complex uh, remarketing on my channel funnels for leads coming in based on contextual stuff they've consumed. Uh, having a lot of fun doing that. Decided to quit after being 13 months there to launch his own uh, own agency, Megalodon Marketing. Now, obviously, bring on clients to do these same kinds of services. Jeremy, thank you for taking us to the top. Absolutely, brother. Thank you for having me, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode with Jeremy, go back and listen to yesterday's episode where I talked to the $320 million king of mobile app installs.